2: hello welcome everyone to the spotlight i'm jeremy lambert not joined by anybody this is going to be uh a tremendous episode this week we got a great episode for everybody we're going to talk about mustafa ali we're going to talk about dax harwood versus cash wheeler we're going to talk about ace austin winning the x division championship jensen maybe is going to give his battle slam vendetta live experience we got moze from Killer Be Killed, KOBK, they got a big show on May 7th. He's going to be joining us in the creator spotlight this week. So, what do you guys want to talk about? As you can see, Jensen is not here. Uh, the show is at 519, technically, today, instead of 2 o'clock. Jensen has a shoot job now, is uh, so that's uh, why we had to push the show back today. It's actually going to be a condensed show, at least on my end, because I have to run at six o'clock uh i have i have fatherly things to do but we wanted to jump in here talk for a little bit we picked one spotlight this week instead of uh each picking two so it's a different kind of show and when jensen gets here here's the behind the scenes scoops he tried to pop in from his car i sent him the stream yard link and he tried to pop in from his car and it was frozen it just looked like he, he was just on the screen couldn't hear him couldn't say anything and it wasn't going to work. I almost kept it up. If he stayed, if he stayed in here, I was going to keep it up. And that way people would see the, the split screen. Let me pull that up. The little overlay that we have, uh, if I could find the overlay, here we go. So people would see the, the overlay. Like, it looks like I'm on day after dynamite right now with the split screen there. Uh, it'd be Jensen's car face on his side. And then me normally on my side, but, the connection was so bad, he finally just decided to, to drop out and realized that was probably a bad idea. Um, so, what a show we have. Guys, leave leave super chats, leave humper chats, leave your question, comments, a statement to get read on the air. We can talk about Impact the whole time, JJ. Sure. Why not, right? Why not? Why not? We're an Impact show. Josh Alexander did win the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, so we will still talk about Impact. I was ready To declare that promotion dead if Moose had won, but they did the right thing and they put the belt on Alexander rematch tonight on Impact Wrestling Thursday, eight o'clock. Access Impact, watch Josh Alexander against Moose if you would like to do that. Uh, JJ says, What in favor, big star, king of the Indies, watcher? We're still talking about Impact, so you know what my spotlight is. Much love to you both. I mean, we we've got impact in the spotlight. Ace Austin, him winning the X Division Championship, as we're going to talk about in the Impact Spotlight. Uh, just ramble about the NBA playoffs. Moose wins it back tonight. Says four door soup. I don't think so. I don't. Think, I haven't read the spoilers. I I try to unless I'm doing the spoiler post. I don't read the spoilers. So I he says I actually said Moses wins it back tonight. <laughs> Maybe Moses is going to win the Impact Championship tonight. That'd be something. Look, you want to get ratings? You, you want to pop the crowd, pop the number? Have Moses win the Impact Championship. I think that'd be great. He'd part part the divisions in impact Moses for Impact Champion. Uh, let's talk about this Ember Moon thing, because I see a lot of banter uh, about that and figured it would get a lot of banter and a lot of traction. Ember Moon is just one of my like favorite people to listen to because she doesn't give a fuck and it's great. Um, I know Joseph and I have talked about it in the past when WWE wrestlers were allowed to do Twitch. She just got on Twitch and just like did a Raw review. It was something of like you would listen to Sean and Denise, except it's Ember Moon who was with the company at the time. She just like went segment by segment and just did a raw review. Like she's just like she's some content creator on YouTube, which was great. It's it's one of the best things ever. I, I know I did an article on it that I'm pretty sure is still on the website, but um uh oh Ford or soup I don't I don't read the spoilers. I don't actually know if Mose Mose wins, but heat. It would be it would be really big heat. I like Moses winning at Ford or Soup. I think Moses should win. But she just did a raw review and it got deleted off of her twitch I'm sure after people found out that why is one of our employees acting like they're Dave Melter and just reviewing raw for the fun of it and, and criticizing this stuff on on Twitch and so so it got pulled but it's just one of my favorite things because it just goes to show like where ember's head is at with all of this stuff like she she does not care at all. And you know she's been she's been released since November. She she's been wrestling since since March. Um, she did the first match right. It might might even be February. Maybe February her non compete expired. I'm terrible with numbers. Um, so maybe February her non compete expired. She announced the match with with uh, Thunder Rosa and like her first Twitch stream. She didn't really say a whole lot about WWE. I remember because she did it like right after Dynamite, and I stayed up and I was listening for for the scoops for the stories here, and she really didn't say a whole lot about WWE. And then it it was very much like, I enjoyed my time, like really thankful for other people I got to work with kind of thing. And I figured she would have more to say, and she even said it like on the streams, like, Hey, you guys get money and I'll give you more. And no one's really given like too much. And so she just didn't give a whole lot now. And she hasn't done from what I know, like any type of like big shoot interview or big, like tell all interview until now, the one with Chris Van Vliet, that's going to come out tomorrow. Uh, The full interview is out tomorrow, by the way, with with Chris Van Vliet. So I'm sure that's going to be a great, great listen to, but he put the clip up. It's like a 14, 15 minute clip. And it's just her talking there's like Van Vliet talks for like maybe a minute of the entire thing. Everything else is just her talking and about the final months in WWE. And to, to summarize it for, for those that don't want to read the article, but you should read the article and you should listen to the clip for yourself. I always say that, but summarize it. It's she was unhappy. Her final months there, it, Really started when Shotzi was taken away, which was July, I believe. It was when like fans came back and stuff. So I'm pretty sure it was July. Uh, You know, they moved Shotzi up to SmackDown, had her team with Teagan. And the writer's like, we didn't know you and Shotzi were a team. It's like, oh, okay, sure. Uh, This is what she was saying. And so it started with that. She pitched the idea of the losing streak and then doing like a heel turn out of the losing streak. She's supposed to have the match with Saray. I remember she got pulled from that like last minute. Apparently, that was just like a rash thing. So, what are you gonna do? Uh, they thought it WWE apparently thought it was something else, but she got pulled from that. Then that match actually never happened. She never like had the match with Saray. Um, so so that that ended up happening. And then she was just off television, on and off TV. They had her face Cora Jade on 205 Live, and she even said, like, I'm happy with that. Like, you know, if, if I'm on television, like that's cool. And then Vince apparently wanted her to be into the old Ember Moon. And the EP actually asked me this. She's like, what was her, like, old character that was different from this new character? And this has always been a complaint of mine when it comes to Ember Moon. Is like, there isn't, like, too, too much difference. Contacts, hair color. Like, that's kind of the difference, I guess. But it, and she said this. Like, her character wasn't super defined. And, um... And that was, like, an issue that I think a lot of people had with her on, like, on, on WWE television. That's not her fault. Like, she was probably given – she was just doing what her direction – uh, you know, what she was told with the direction. But anyway, the, the mandate came – or the note came from Vince of, like, yeah, we want you to dye your hair, change, change uh, go back to – get the contacts, go back to the old moon, turn your hair, we're going to come bring you up to the main roster and everything. So she did all that. She shot vignettes with Ryan Katz, who's, who's no longer there either and when she was about to like show the vignettes and stuff they were told well we're just gonna take you off tv we don't have any plans you can still do coaching you can do like pc live events and she was like so basically you want me to do be a coach and she's like no fuck that like cancel my hotel cancel my flights like don't contact me unless you have created for me and even then like i gotta approve the creative. Her last match was against Mandy Rose in like October 5th, I believe it was. And then she was released November 4th. So le- less than a month later, she was released. And that was kind of the end of it. The The thing people are taking away from all of this, and I don't blame them. I understand what the, what the headline grabby thing is. I didn't put this in the headline because I thought this was more about Ember detailing her time. This thing that she said was more of like an anecdote. On things and not really like it concerns Her but it's it concerns Like just NXT in general NXT 2.0 in general And Ford says that 2.0 trying to be diet Attitude era in all the worst ways so Ember Says like we had a meeting she called it the The fishnet booty butt cheek Meeting which bought me of like We gotta dress sexier like people People gotta dress sexier and and be Kind of like Mandy Rose like if you watch NXT 2.0 bless you You can see that Right, like they like to do the close up of Mandy. They they like to do a lot of sh- sexualized things. Um, it's not my it's not my cup of tea. I can't say that I follow the product too closely, but I've seen enough banter about it and I've seen enough clips about it to understand what's going on with the the NXT 2.0 direction and everything. And Amber said that. What happened? We had a two-hour meeting. This is what we were told. She's like, I'm not about that. Like, my character is more like for kids and stuff. Like, I cater to kids. I'm not gonna wear fishnets and booty butt cheek sh- uh, shorts. So that's what people are taking away from from the interview. And I understand that 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 gets a headline that is the grabby thing that people want to talk about. That is cool with me. Um, whatever you take from the interview is is, is what you're going to take. I think it is another indictment on just how bad and how disorganized WWE is, was, can be. Uh, if order to, four Door Soup says, you know, awkward way to say we don't even watch our own product. Yeah, we don't know you guys are a tag team. Very awkward way of saying that. Uh, and, and it can be of just how disorganized things are there of like, yeah, we're going to take Shotzi, even though you guys are a team. And team her with Tegan, and now we don't have plans for you. Oh, we like this plan, but now you're on and off television. Obviously, Triple H and and his uh, heart procedure changed a lot of that because it seemed like she came up with that idea with Triple H. And then it got dropped after after the the rebrand and then him having to to step away. But there was the call from Vince of bring her back up. We want to do the original Ember Moon character. And then she did all that, and then they said, we don't have plans for you. So, clearly, uh, Sean actually just posted an update on Fightful Select about all of this. Uh, Sean might get mad at me if I read all of this. Um, But, you know, sign up to Fightful Select. $5. You you get all the news and stuff. Let's kind of... I'll give you the 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 uh Sparknotes version. Anybody use SparkNotes in school? I will give you the SparkNotes version of this Fightful select report. So he he recaps the uh interview uh portion, the the quote that that has made the rounds. And he says, Fightful has learned of these meetings several months ago, but couldn't get anyone on record to its that attend them. Now we're told that the meetings under the guise of fashion consulting and fashion aid to play up the fact that women on the brand were larger than life superstars. All right. Um, members of the roster expressed displeasure that the meetings took place. They pointed the finger at somebody. That's what I'll, I'll redact that somebody. So you have to sign up to Fightful Select to see who the finger was pointed at. That is how I uh, get around just spilling this entire scoop for free here on the air. Despite the blame, we've not been able to confirm that this person had anything to do with it. One talent on background told us that they were encouraged to dress similarly backstage and didn't outright say that dressing sexier was spoken aloud, but implied. There were numerous women who refused to go to the meetings, which were seen as the big changes following Triple H's depart- departure. So there you go. Sean's got uh, more. Any fashion tips for men? Uh ask JJ. I don't know. Have, have they changed the fashion? They've changed the fashion on NXT 2.0 for men, right? Well, they dress more colorful and stuff. Like before, everyone just they were indie geeks, so they just wore like their black trunks and stuff, right? Didn't everyone just wear black trunks in in NXT, black and gold? I feel like that's what everyone wore. Now, you know Tony D'Angelo, he's got like sweats on and stuff. Andre Chase has got the the track suit. Uh, or the the university suit, whatever. I don't know who else is on that show. Braun Breaker is a very colorful attire. Natalia is down there. She, she, she wears colorful gear. Oh, there's Steven Jensen. Steven Jensen, how are you? Let's go. Let's do this. We, we've been talking about the, the Ember Moon interview that you may have missed at your shoot job out there. But uh, it's been it's been a big thing. I was just trying to banter with the people because now I've got about thirty minutes. So let's uh, run through things very quickly here on the spotlight.
0: Okay. Well. I did see the article. Um, I don't know what the outrage could possibly be over. Um, is it over the fact that she compared herself to Mandy Rose? Is that what the big problem no, is? No, no, she
2: didn't compare herself to Mandy Rose at well, all. Well, no, the, that's is...
0: the way she dresses on the show. Yeah, being, yeah. Uh, and not, like, not...
2: People are outraged that like this is even, why are you telling these women like they need to dress sexier?
0: Oh, it's... the outrage at the WWE, not at Ember. Yes, it's at the WWE, oh, it's not at Ember at oh, all. Oh, I yeah. thought
2: you were saying that it was at Ember.
0: Okay. No, no, no. That makes sense. Okay, so no, I could definitely understand that. The WWE is a PG product. Why would they, you know, why would they be pushing for their women to wear less and less clothing if the show is for 10 year olds?
2: Well, NXT 2.0 doesn't seem like it's a very PG product. I mean, I've been saying I don't really watch it, but it doesn't seem like it's a very PG product.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the one brand that they're kind of not quite the same when it was on smackdown that's a that's a kid show right we can all agree on that for the most part right like nxt <laughs> nxt 2.0 um people are saying it looks like i'm about to yes a you're you're getting <laughs> you're getting ribbed for your attire here. you have no idea y'all how <laughs> defeating it is to have to put on a collared shirt and go into an office um for the can first time can you pitch in us so a long. time
2: share can you do no that's
0: not what it but but the thing is i'm doing i'm doing training right now i'll be back working at home uh next probably about halfway through next week so then i can get back to not having to rush rush home to do these kind of things anyways um but here the regardless of the pg nxt whatever all that stuff i mean i i can understand i I could understand where ember moon's coming from 100 obviously because it's like whether it's a PG show or not, like, she's she's trying to go out there and, like, be a good pro wrestler. And, like, she's about, like, the art of pro wrestling. And I know that she did a lot of stuff in NXT. I read an article about how she was saying, like, you know, she was promised a bunch of stuff. Like, to go to NXT to, like, help put over other talent. And then, like, just nothing was really reciprocated. Triple H... Um, wasn't there anymore. And, and uh, I think Shotzi Blackheart was someone else that she, that she cited in the article was like, Shotzi's not there. Hunter's not there. Like nothing that, I mean, but as far as the, the entire, the entire comment that that's what people are out. Cause I haven't been on Twitter all day. So that's, that's what the outrage is is basically the, the idea that WWE would tell someone like Ember Moon to wear, to dress more like, like scantily clad on, on the show. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, I understand.
2: That's the big takeaway from, from the article. And there, there's a lot more to, to the interview and and that specific clip with Ember just basically detailing her final few months and how she wasn't happy with things there. Uh, But everyone is mainly talking about the, Hey, we they had these meetings where we were basically told to to dress X here. I understand why people are, are talking about that. I think Ember made a lot of points. Uh, as I said off top, Ember does not give a fuck. She's great. Uh, she's, she's one of my favorite people to just like listen to talk because she, she doesn't care and she's going to say how she feels and stuff. And good for her. Like it seems like she even said it. Like she's like, I basically quit that when I told them, yeah, I'm not coming back, cancel all my shit and that's it. And then she was released a month later. So it was, hey, listen to the clip. Full interview comes out tomorrow. Read the full article instead of just quotes that are floating around uh on on twitter and stuff because there's a lot there that beyond just that that one little quote on the the fashion meetings as they have been deemed uh by apparently some talent according to to fightful select um so yeah fightful select has more go sign up go do that jensen let's actually get into our show because we don't have a lot of time to to get into
0: I that's should. right, that wasn't even one of our topics. That's right. No,
2: it wasn't, but okay. that's just what I started talking okay. about while you were here. Um, so how long do you have before you have to go? Uh, legit, I have to go, like, at 6 o'clock on the dot. Okay,
0: I'll hang out with y'all for a minute when Jeremy leaves, and I'll run the interview and stuff, too. Okay, cool.
2: Uh, let, let's start with, what, I mean, speaking of WWE and issues and stuff there, Mustafa Ali, he's back on television. He returned on Monday after previously requesting his release and saying, saying stuff online that he's like, I'm not coming back, like... I'll see y'all when I see you guys, it's going to be a while because his contract runs for like another year and a half. And then he was back and he's doing a feud with uh, the, the Miz and Austin theory or theory now. Uh, Look, I love Mustafa Ali. He's a, he's a great, great wrestler, very underutilized throughout his WWE career. Um, And a great talker, like can play a lot of different roles. The role they had him in before he went away was where he was, you know, uh, trying to uh, trying to bite or say anything that, that'll get me in trouble here because I'm where he was basically like attacking the crowd for uh, blaming Muslims and, and everything. And like why are you guys like against us kind of thing. Um, that that seems to be the direction they they were going in with, with his character. I don't think that was going to last very long. I don't think that's the way you utilize Mustafa Ali, but that's the way it seemed like they were going. He did one promo, he was off television. He returned. On one hand, I'm very happy that he's back on TV. It's great. Awesome. Like, good for him. He's working again because it seems like they weren't going to release him and they were just going to freeze him out until his contract expired in a year and a half. On the other hand, he said that stuff and now he's just like back. And that kind of sucks because I don't think there's any change like that's going to be made with him returning.
0: Yeah yeah i i agree with everything that you said you know like i i watched the uh the clips from monday i watched uh his return like his promo uh with the miz in theory and then i watched uh you know the match that he had with the miz and yeah i mean i mean he's kind of caught my heart between a rock and a hard place at the end of the day being, you know ali where it's like you can't get out of his deal but like at least i have something for him to do on the show so at least like he's gonna do that and ride it out and hopefully he's optimistic about it and like he's hoping it's gonna lead to something big and something creatively fulfilling but it's hard to believe that it would um i think uh yeah i mean i I, you know it's one of those things where like he he honestly didn't get that big of a reaction either like for like the for the return or for the match i don't think
2: anybody recognizes music like i knew it was coming because I subscribe to FIFO Select or Sean will just come tell me. Um, So like I knew it was coming. And if you subscribe to FIFO Select, you probably knew it was coming. But even then, like I heard that music and I was like, fuck is this? Like I didn't know the music. I'm not even sure that's the music he used last time he was on TV. So I think that was like part of an issue is people are just like, oh, okay. And look, like I love Mustafa Ali. It's not like he was very utilized when he was there. Like he wasn't doing a whole lot when he was there and on TV. So I didn't expect him to get like this monstrous reaction when he came out.
0: Right. Well, and then also like how big of a push is he expecting? And like, what does the company see in him to like, where do they see him at? You know what I mean? Cause like, there's a lot of the fan base that really, that's really behind Mustafa Ali that like, you know, it followed all of his 205 live matches all the way through, you know, everything he's done since, um people are probably really bummed out about the whole retribution thing being all these fans um like but where? i don't know it's it's a tough it's just a tough spot because i i haven't it's very hard for me to believe that i that ben sees him as like a major star and the fans there's hardcore fans that really really want to see him just go out there and have banger matches that's kind of in the boat that i'm in like i know he's a super good in-ring talent like i i I don't doubt his in-ring ability whatsoever. I don't doubt his ability for promos. I don't doubt his ability to get over to be a likable uh, babyface and stuff like that. Like I, I personally do like Ali. I just it's just hard for me to believe that they're gonna that he'll get any farther than like potentially the U.S. title like that. And that that's kind of where it looked like it was heading with him and Theory being in the ring together with the Miz. You know, and, and I think that we'll probably get Theory and. Ali in Ali and some sort of program for that title. But based on how these guys have been presented, you know, especially with theory being like Vince's like hand chosen guy and everything. Like, I don't really expect Ali to beat theory. You know what I mean? And then what, like, is he just kind of lost in the mix again? We just kind of, I guess my question is like is best case scenario really just hoping he has good matches while he's around because I don't, you know what I mean? Like this, once again, there's nothing like personally on my end about it. I just don't think, I think he's just going to be stuck pretty much in the same spot he was kind of in before he left. I don't see him like, I don't, I don't see him going home, quote unquote, taking his ball and going home, leading to him becoming like some main eventer in this run or like a world champion or something. I just don't see them doing that. It's not the same thing as Cody, like leaving the company, forming a their competitors six years later and coming back. This is like a guy who, you know, they were like retribution didn't work. They weren't really doing anything with him. He went home I just don't, you know what I mean? I just I'm not that I'm just not that optimistic, I guess, about his return, but I do want to see him have good matches as as a fan.
2: I, I think for Ali the reason for coming back, um someone said they they threatened to okay Caden said I think they threatened to, to freeze his contract, which is very possible. Um yeah. I, I think Sean said that so far they hadn't frozen his contract for missed time, but it was certainly possible that they they could, and obviously as time went on, they could certainly do that as well. I think for Ali, it's almost like an FTR situation of, hey, I will just be on TV and just write out this contract. And when it's over, it's over. Like, that's kind of where I see him at this point is he is just going to FTR, this thing. It's just, I'm not really happy here. I'm ready to be released. You're not going to release me. So whatever you give me to do, I'll do it. And then when this contract is over, deuces. Like, I'm out. And that's probably the best case scenario for Ali right now. I don't have any hope that anything's going to happen for him. Like, like you said, maybe a U.S. title thing, who knows? Like that's probably as high as it's going to get for him. Cause I don't think he's really seen by Vince as a star. And I don't think they're actually going to push him as such. So ride it out. He's got a while, unfortunately. And then once it's done, it's done. Like they, they have not made any releases um they, they made some in january but they haven't made any of the the main-y releases that i think a lot of us uh expected what was going to happen uh yeah brody kind of did did, did something to my. they actually like kept him off television until he returned for like the short-lived bludgeon brothers reunion and stuff. ftr requested the release like january 2019 were on television all through 2019 and then finally got the release like in february of 2020 i think so they, they, I am comparing their situation a little bit more. Cause there's a lot of time left on, left on uh, his, their, his contract, at least contract. So I think that's the best case scenario for him. They do releases every year. They hadn't, they didn't do any post mania releases this year. I hope they don't come. I hope they, they never come at some point. They will probably come. I would assume that his name might be on their on the short list because he does want out. So we we'll see what happens uh with ali and if he's able to you know just make the best out of the situation until his contract expires if he does eventually get released if he continues to push for a release maybe he's just back he's happy he's like all right sure like i'm not even gonna request my release anymore we will see with him best of luck to him i love ali i think he's a fantastic wrestler I think he has a lot of potential i don't think we're gonna see any of that potential in wwe
0: yeah, I couldn't agree more. We're, I think we can all agree as wrestling fans, like, you know, if you're a fan of in-ring wrestling, Ali is a great wrestler. He's got good promos as well. He's got he's had good video packages, you know, at certain points in his career. Like, WWE's dropped the ball with him over and over and over again. He has a lot of potential still that's untapped. And I'm with you. I think he rides this out and then, uh, you know, probably goes somewhere else when, it, when this contract is up and, like, goes and, like, really tries to accomplish what he's trying to accomplish in wrestling.
2: Yes. Uh, and speaking of FTR, they wrestled last night on Dynamite, Dax against Cash in the Own Heart Memorial Tournament. Uh, this was a match straight out of Bret Hart's greatest hits, is what I would uh, say about this match. I can't remember the name of the person who clipped everything together. Uh, I apologize for that. Uh, do I, you got, have a I got on? you.
0: I got you because okay. I did see that today. That's like the yeah. one thing I saw on Twitter today. It was... Uh wrestling news wrestling news code no no no. Right. They,
2: they got it from somebody else There's oh i'm like sorry logo. promo
0: joe promo yeah joe.
2: promo joe there you go uh yeah so promo joe like clipped everything together of uh, the, the different spots that play paid tribute to to brett matches um and look i think we all kind of saw that coming that they were gonna pay a lot of tributes to brett i said it last week i thought brett might be showing up here obviously it didn't happen based on what dave is saying It seems like Brett may have signed a contract with WWE that is not going to let him uh, make any AEW appearances, but he could still make like indie appearances and things like that. Don't think that was confirmed or anything like that, but that was the belief talk uh, from from everything. So we we shall see if Brett shows up in AEW. I'm not expecting it now after that report. And I think if he was going to do it, this would have been the spot to do it. Um, Regardless, this match was... Everything I thought it was going to be. The Brett tributes were great. I thought they were gonna do the victory roll counter as the finish. I thought that was gonna be the finish. Instead, they did the small package reversal as the finish, which is out of the the perfect match. But this match was what you would want it to be between these two. And everyone talks about Dax and Dax is amazing. Uh Cash more than held his own in this match. And I think Dax winning was the right call though, because he is the he's the better wrestler of the two no offense to cash dax is
0: just better when well, he's the, definitely the more established singles guy of the two you know what i yeah. mean like like cash has only had i think they said on commentary last night he's only had like one or two singles matches in the last like three or four years or something like that like um but i'll say this i was uh not that i was expecting anything different but like i thought cash looked pretty damn good on his own too i you know what That's i mean it. i was like i was like this they should have him have more singles matches like um dax is kind of the standout um but i think cash has absolutely deserved some of that singles love as well if he's gonna you know especially if dax is gonna get more of a singles run obviously i never want them to break the team up and i don't think anybody is like i don't
2: think that's like in the works or anything like that i
0: but uh no I think, cash
2: cash has said in interviews that like it ain't happening so i would imagine that it ain't happening
0: but but like AEW is the perfect company for for them because there's they will utilize tag team guys as tag teams and as singles wrestlers at the same time. Like, and I, uh, yeah, I want to see more out of cash. That, that was a really big takeaway. of The match was I do think Dax is the better overall wrestler and we've seen more of him and he has more credibility as a singles guy, but like, I was impressed with what I saw from cash. Like that, that was a, that was a really damn good match with a lot of callback, callbacks to a lot of important Bret Hart matches, as we said, uh, shout out to what was it again? Promo Joe. Promo um, joe, yeah. so yeah promo joe shout out for putting those together uh really well edited to, to get all those clips in there and uh you know i think dax winning was the right call because once again being the more established guy um but they they did such a good job with like making it really even between the two of them and even to the end like cash gets one well, also the finish there's layers to it because like dax didn't want to put cash in the sharpshooter because his knee was getting injured. And I don't think he wanted to like further injure his own tag team partner and friend. So then cash goes for the small package comes really damn close to winning. And Dax with that, just little bit of shift in weight and got the three. So like they made it, they made it seem like they just went like, you know, move for move against each other all the way through the very end. And and Dax just held them down for one second longer, you know? And it's just, so I thought it was, I thought it was well done. The gear was great. The hard foundation gear, like that was sick. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I loved everything about this and yeah, give me more singles matches from these guys, but obviously keep the tag team matches coming too. I mean, they're arguably the best tag team in the world, depending on, you know, what you like in, in, in wrestling. They're they gotta be on everyone's short list uh, at the very least for some of the best tag teams, like definitely you know, modern day. And, uh, yeah, give me more singles matches between the two. And I think that it, I think it lived up to the hype because people were really looking yes. forward to that match. I think it totally delivered. And, uh, um yeah i mean now dax is a part of the the tournament so we'll see i wonder um, he might have a run we're gonna have i mean kyle riley's in the tournament another tag team guy like i
2: hope that dax does get at least one victory in the tournament i mean right now the 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 field is samoa joe kyle O'Reilly, and adam cole um and then then the match next week is, is fish against jeff hardy so like i think dax could beat a guy like Bobby fish or Kyle O'Reilly in the first round and it not be the biggest upset in the world or anything like that. Like I hope Dax gets at least one victory in this tournament. We'll see how the rest of the tournament shakes out with the qualifying matches, but I do hope that he gets a victory in this tournament. So we get at least two more singles matches uh, with Dax. We will see what they do. Obviously there's still going to be a tag team. As I said, cash just said, like, we're not breaking up. And I totally believe him. When he says that, you know they're the ROH tag champs, the AAA tag champs. They have their eyes on the AEW tag team titles, so I imagine they'll they'll be getting a, a shot at those pretty soon. Maybe as soon as Double or Nothing. Um, I, I'm sure they'll do some gimmick battle royal to earn a title shot for Double or Nothing, but I would imagine they're, they'll be in that picture fairly fairly soon. But look, this match was great. I I think Dax Harwood. He he might be one of the best in the world. Uh, it's it's tough for me to say that because he doesn't have the established singles track record that a lot of these guys do. But like every time he's in the ring and has these singles matches, he more than holds his own in these singles matches. So you can't point at him and be like, that guy's not good or he's not one of the top guys out there because... He's great in all of these singles matches. He does the little things well, he sells incredibly. he draws that emotion out of you. Uh, credit to Dax and again, credit to cash because I didn't I know he's good. He's not the established singles guy on the tag team like Dax is, but Cash more than held his own and did a great job in this match. So I, I do hope we see a couple more cash singles matches down the line as well but it just a great match and punk on commentary i thought added a lot and then you know i guess they were going to set up something after the match with hangman and said they just announced the match but that added a lot to it as well and i look forward to more ftr these guys rule these guys rule man
0: yeah absolutely and you can just tell they especially with the all the tribute uh moves and everything to Bret hart and everything um like you can just tell they put so much thought into this. They, You know, this has been brewing for a while for them. Like, if we ever wrestle each other, because, like, we've never seen it one-on-one, these are all these things we can do. And on top of it, it's a it's a tournament in, you know, in memory of Owen Hart. I mean, it's just, like, the stars aligned perfectly for, like, the right time to have them wrestle each other, for them to put all those cool spots in there. And, um, yeah, I, I thought it was all really well done.
2: They said they had to push for it like they they didn't really want to wrestle each other unless it made sense because they've only done it one time they said and that was at like essentially their tryout for WWE and so they didn't want to do it unless it made sense the own heart tournament it made sense you could just make it about respect and not any type of like rivalry type thing so they pushed for it Tony agreed that it would be a good time to do it and so they did it I don't know if we're gonna ever see it again Maybe some point down the line we will, but I would imagine it's going to be a few years before we see it again.
0: Yeah. And the last thing that I'll mention, that I thought was cool, was that I like that they both uh, entered from different tunnels, but walked down the yeah. ramp together, with the same music. And they were selling. They were they were ta- or posing in the ring together, like it was a tag team match. My brother didn't know he was <laughs> watching the show with me last night, and like they came out to the ring and everything, and like they had their gear and they were like warming up and doing all their stuff. And then when like they started like you know. Taken off their their entrance gear and got like to different sides of the room. My brother was like, "Wait, they're wrestling each other?" He was like, "Wait <laughs> a second, I didn't know these guys wrestled each other. I'm like they don't. Like this is this is a big deal, you know." So that was
2: really cool. uh Very quickly, at least very quickly for me on on Impact, Ace Austin won the X Division Championship at Impact Rebellion. Uh, I did mention earlier that Josh Alexander won the World Title, so we can keep talking about Impact. I've not banned it from the program. Ace Austin is the new X Division Champion. I probably would have gone with speedball. Maybe I'm biased because he's a friend of his show now. uh but this is like a ten minute just sprint all out action match. I would like to see this like maybe a little bit longer. But I think for the way these three wrestle, just telling them be like, just hit your best shit in ten minutes, probably the best thing to do for these three. I, I thought this match was great. I would have still like to see just a little bit more, maybe started a little bit slower. And then uh, pick it up and build some more of this stuff instead of hey let's start off 100 miles an hour but still an awesome match for these three and I love Ace Austin I, we've both been a big proponent of him of like hey maybe you should like push this guy because he's really good and you know he's got the X Division title now and I think he can do good things with it if if they let him it always comes down to to if they let him it's not that the X Division has been cold but it doesn't feel like it's been a big deal for for a few months now, maybe, I, maybe you have different thoughts on that, but I don't feel like the X division has been a big deal. Probably since like Alexander dropped it. So like, I guess Trey's run just didn't feel that big to me.
0: Yeah. Um, like, I think he, I think Trey did a, a good job with the belt, but like the title was overshadowed and a lot of it probably did have to do with like pretty much the majority of the story in the entire company was the Josh Alexander redemption arc for the last, you know, six months pretty much um by the way that match completely delivered um i i thought that alexander versus moose was moose's best match that i've seen moose ever have as well like that match was very very that was a great match um even that said like my favorite match of the show probably was the Division triple threat because there was no downtime at all it was just yeah. it was just straight up move 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 when ace and speedball were doing something Trey wasn't far behind when Trey and Speedball start doing something Ace Austin comes out of nowhere I mean there was they just constantly kept stuff going and I know Speedball's goal going into the match was he wanted it to be the best x Division match of all time Uh, best x Division title match like he was pretty big on that was that the best x Division title match I've ever seen in my life probably not the best I've ever seen but it was it was a fantastic match and it was a match that really stood out on a show that was pretty stacked from top to bottom um Impact Rebellion in my opinion I thought was a really good show so, uh, so yeah. I mean, Ace awesome, Austin, like we keep saying, like just you know, he's been the X Division champion. This is his third run now with the title. The first two times he had it, he when he lost, he just got lost in the shuffle, and they put him in like the tag team with Madman Fulton, or they just have him kind of lingering around like the 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 kind of mid card scene. Give him a real run with, that, with this X Division Championship. Let him hold it until Option C. Let him cash in for a world title shot. It is is on Impact Wrestling right now to build Ace Austin from right now until he cashes an option C as a credible threat to the Impact Wrestling World Championship through his run with the X Division title. Similar to Josh Alexander, he had a great run with that X Division title, cashed it in, world championship shot. I want to see the same kind of thing with Ace Austin. And uh, yeah, push Ace Austin, get him in that world title mix.
2: Uh, Joel says Trey's run was a lot of multi-man and gimmick matches plus Macklin, which was actually yep. good. wasn't bad, just wasn't memorable. The Macklin part, and maybe this is why I didn't like Trey's run as much as maybe other people did. I thought Macklin outshone out him. Like I, I thought he was the better performer compared to Trey, and I think that may have hurt Trey's run a little bit. It, I, I thought Macklin was great, and maybe he should have won won the title. I understand they were telling the story with Trey, of of you know he was supposed to be the guy a year ago when, when the rascals were there and everything and he wasn't and then everything happened with him the, the other two leaving and then him taking time off and whatnot so it was like he finally got that big moment i thought macklin was the better performer of him uh, of those two and so maybe that's why i didn't enjoy trey's run as much either But Ace Austin, he's great. I do think he can do big things, with cetera. Okay, I have to go. I have a very hard out at 6 o'clock. Jensen, uh, enjoy talking about Battle Slam. At some point, this show is going to air on some platform. I think Baron Black's announcing sooner or later what what platform that's going to be. Um, And then we do have an interview with with Moe's of KOBK and and various commentary on the independent scene. He's going to break some news on our show, announcing a match and a bunch of other stuff that we get into Great interview with Moe's. First ever two-time guest. Uh, JJ, you got to send him a uh, certificate for, for being the first-time two-time guest on this show. Guys, we appreciate you guys. Uh We'll be back next week. Probably a different time slot next week. Things are kind of a in around here with Jensen getting that shoot job and everything. So, uh, <laughs> uh guys, appreciate you guys. I'm not going to hit in broadcast. Jensen, if you need anything, DM me. I will try to help you out. But otherwise, uh, it is all you, buddy see ya bye all right
0: y'all steven jensen here let's get into this um nah so thank you jeremy for holding it down while i was on my way back home thanks for everyone who is uh hanging out with me right now as well and i'm gonna have to get the interview pulled up i thought i thought i was gonna stay here when uh well i'll get it pulled up once uh, after i talk about battle slam so uh so yeah the last topic of the show today is battle slam uh battle slam vendetta I was there live in the house in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it was a really, really.
2: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the
0: ones who get it done a good show for those of you who aren't familiar obviously um there was some video games back in the day death jam vendetta being one of those games uh they were kind of the uh if you're a big fan of like the n64 uh no mercy revenge wrestlemania 2000 world tour like those games on the n64 um the kind of the spiritual successor to those video games were the death jam wrestling video games um, I remember I used to play on the PlayStation Two all the time. So uh, Baron Black is the guy who put this all together. Obviously, Baron is really well known for his involvement running Terminus with Jonathan Gresham as well. And uh, Baron Black, you may have seen him wrestle on AEW too. He, he's been popping up there quite a bit as well. Um, a guy who's doing a lot for the Atlanta wrestling scene, which uh, it, you know, being from from Atlanta, it's really cool to see. Um, but the experience was, was really cool. Like I, you know, they did start an hour late. I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about that. Uh, but once the show got started, the show literally started with pastor Troy rapping, like live in a wrestling ring. So like that alone was worth going to the show. In my opinion, like, especially if you're kind of around my age, like you grew up on pastor Troy's music. It was cool. And then that, that was really the the vibe of like the whole, um, really the whole uh, show was, To kind of make it like that video game where like you had rappers rapping in the ring, you had wrestlers, you had wrestlers coming out to theme songs they normally don't come out to like a lot of people were using like hip hop inspired music and stuff that you normally don't hear as a normal theme songs. Um, It had a different feel to it, Uh, but it did also have kind of that crossover feeling like a Terminus show. Um, A lot of the same fans that I saw at Terminus I also saw at Battle Slam. Um, So yeah, I I thought it was was just a really fun show uh, to attend. And the wrestling was really good. I'm not going to sit here and uh, give you a bunch of spoilers on, you know, all the matches and the results and all that stuff right here. I do encourage you to watch the show when it becomes available, which uh, Baron said will be announced pretty soon. I did get an interview with him, an audio interview. I got one with him and one with my boy, Nasty Leroy. I've been doing an interview series with him at all the Atlanta wrestling shows uh, kind of all over the place lately. And uh, so I got some interviews coming to Fightful. Don't know if those will be, you know, Fightful select. Don't know if they will be, you know, where they'll be distributed or if they'll wind up being in some articles and whatnot. But I did get to talk to Baron Black after the show. We talked for about six, seven minutes and he did let me know Terminus 3 is still for sure happening. Um, there should be an announcement on that really soon as well. But there was a lot of damn good talent on Battleslam. I mean, uh, let me actually get, I'm going to pull up, uh, I had some notes here that I can pull up to let you all know. But once again, I'm not going to give you all the results here, but I'll tell you, the talent involved because uh it was a pretty stacked card so you had where did i put it i know i've got it here somewhere so you had uh baron black lee moriarty max caster myron reed uh jani kai queen Queen and Minata, and a Aminata, Aminata, geez, the tongue twister for some reason today. Um, Queen Aminata, who I think is one of the next up on like she's gonna be really, really good. Uh she already is good, but she's gonna get way better and she's gonna get noticed uh the more that she gets booked because I I think that she has really, really, really serious potential. Um, you had Flego del Sol on this on this card, you had Alex Kane on this card. Um, Lee Johnson, who I'm sure you all know from the Nightmare Factory and uh, AEW, Leon Ruff, who you know was a part of NXT. Uh, you know, so many good talents on this show. You had the Infantry, Sean Dean, and Charlie Bravo, and tag team action. Adam Priest was on this show, who's become really big in the Southeast, especially um, real big in Alabama uh, in particular, but also like Georgia, Tennessee, kind of all over the Southeast. So it was a really good mix of, and I, that's just, t- you know, the tip of the iceberg there's plenty more talent on the show, but it was a really good mix of like established wrestlers that you, you really used to seeing on like national TV guys like Max Castor, Lee Moriarty, Fuego Del Sol, Lee Johnson. And then you had uh, guys like Myron Reed who have been killing it for quite a while and uh, you know, really doing their thing on the Indies and an in MLW and those kind of things. And um shazza mckenzie uh was on the show she did great against ashley d'ambrose um you know i i think that y'all should definitely check the show out i really do um there's going to be more coming out once again when my interview with baron black drops we will uh we'll talk about that more i'm sure you'll see more of that on the fightful platforms but uh but yeah, really cool vibe for the show. And uh thanks once again to Baron Black for you know having me out to the show. I always appreciate going to, to Terminus and I'm gonna be a regular Battle Slam going forward as well. He did confirm, by the way, there will be a Battle Slam two. Uh he was not able to give me any of the matches or the exact date that would happen, but there will be a Battle Slam two. And uh once again, just you know, keep a lookout for uh keep a lookout for when it drops because it should be dropping fairly soon. But we do not know the platform yet um, on where you can watch Battle Slam 2. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get the, uh, the interview set up here in a second. Myself and Jeremy Lambert did an interview with John Mosley, who is the promoter, the guy running KOBK, Blood of My Jeans, which is coming up May 7th. He's also an indie commentator, an indie ring announcer. Uh, you can see him in companies like Action, Sup, um, TWE. He's kind of all over the place, especially in the Southeast scene and while i'm getting the interview pulled up if y'all have any questions in the chat i will uh i might pick a couple questions here so uh just ask away it could be any any wrestling company any wrestler whatever you want to talk about um give me a minute here to uh to get this pulled up and i appreciate y'all uh bearing with us especially with this being a a a show that we normally do a very at a set time you know thursdays at two o'clock I have a lot going on in my personal life right now. And I know Jeremy does as well. And I uh, you know, I we both figured even if it was a shorter show at a different time slot, we'd rather do it than than take a week off. You know what I mean? We're we're doing what we can to always bring y'all the content here over at Fightful. So let me see if uh if I can get this pulled up. You're gonna have to let me know in the chat, y'all. Actually, you know what? I know a better way of doing this. We're going to do share screen. And I'm going to get this pulled up, uh, share system audio. And just one second. I'm hoping y'all can hear this when it gets pulled up on the screen. Give me some feedback. All right. Um, when, when this interview plays, just let me know in the chat, someone just let me know like, yes, that you can, that you can hear the audio. If you cannot hear the audio, please let me know. And I will try to reconfigure this. Uh, once again, we all, we had to do this all so last minute, but once again, we wanted to get it to you, uh, instead of taking the week off. So, let me see if I can get this here for you. Share screen. I'm going to play this. I'm going to stay here for just a second with y'all just to make sure that the audio is working. And if uh, if the audio is working, then I'll, I'll pop off and uh, I'll, I'll jump back on at the end of the interview. Uh, if it will play. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight with myself and Jeremy Lambert, as always. And we are joined this week by a returning John Mosley, a.k.a. Moes, a.k.a. Jumpin' Johnny Mosley. He is a ring announcer. He is a commentator. He is a promoter. He's all over the place, and he's a guy who I consider a friend because we, back in the day, were just standing around watching wrestling as fans, and now we're both just
1: doing stuff. Been wrestling, which is cool. <laughs> thank you, yeah. Rose, for joining us again, man. How you doing? No, man, doing good. Uh, thank y'all for having me. Um, it's here, man. Well, I mean, it's like what ten days, nine days, pretty close, whatever it is. We're we're less than two weeks out, so it's it's close enough to say like it's here, baby.
0: Oh yeah. So let let the people know before we get into it. Like you got another KLBK show coming up. You came on and promoted last time you we were on here, uh, May seventh. The big yeah. uh the big return. Let let the people know a little bit about it. Then we'll, then we'll start firing questions off at you about what's going
1: on. Yeah, May 7th, uh live on IWTV as well as live from the world famous TWE arena down in Chattanooga slash Red Bank, Tennessee. Uh tickets still available. Yeah, the first show um had a lot go against it with the ring breaking, with uh everything that went on. This show, uh, the original plan was always to do that one in December and then do two or three this year. Uh, we've got three planned, um, this being the first. And then obviously we'll have uh, the date for <clears throat> show number two, hopefully on May 7th, to announce. But um, yeah, this one was more, we had a lot of card changes, um, but it's the thing where when you book a lot of talent, I mean, it, it I'm going to say I was expecting to lose people, but I kind of was expecting, like, a lot of these people are super popular, you know what I mean? Like, I I totally knew, like, the card I had planned in January and then the team, we all kind of got together and, like, love this, love this, let's change this, whatever. We, it's not at all what that was. Like, this (laughs) is completely, I mean, a couple have stayed the same, but, like, I would say of the seven, eight, nine matches we're going to do, like from where we were to where we're gonna be, I think maybe one or two, like maybe two have stayed the same. Everything else is different.
2: Well, first off, first ever two-time guest on this show. I feel like we gotta get like an award or something for you. We'll send you we'll send you a nice little certificate, uh two-time guest mm. you can hang up in your room.
1: <laughs> mm,
2: got him. <'em. laughs> how like how do you adapt to to the changes you said you had one plan in your head for for like january february now we're here in april it's like okay well this person might be off that person might be off like you have backups in mind of okay if this goes wrong i can pull in this person or that person like in your mind like how are you how are you planning to adapt to What i mean it's professional wrestling plans change all the time like how are you planning to adapt when plans inevitably change
1: Yeah, basically, uh, exactly. It's you got to know. I mean, I don't have backups for every match, but I do like it's the thing where like you guys like big, you know, being a fan of professional wrestling, you find yourself thinking about matches randomly. Like I know we all do it like it it might be your daydreaming on a Monday or like kind of had a few beers on a Saturday and you're just either way, you're like, (laughs) that match would be kind of sick. Like, I want to see that. That's literally how these shows are booked. Unless it's like my dudes, obviously shout out KOBK. It, those guys I go to and say, hey, who do you want? Like, give me some names. Like, give me, who can I get you that may not, you know what I mean? Like, we got Akira Priest, which could happen in a couple places, but it's also like, you, you got to think in those other places for those two uh, talents, they're probably other matches in mind. <clears throat> so that was one I was really happy to put together. And Akira really wanted... The priest really wanted it. Uh, it. It worked out really well. Um, <clears throat> other than that, it's just, <clears throat> man, let me hit this uh, shout-out ghost. I'm trying to get the the Redberry boy <laughs> shout-out.
2: We had a sponsorship going. But Here also, go.
0: shout-out, you just mentioned him, Adam Priest. Going to give a quick shout-out to Adam Priest. I was at uh, Battle Slam in Atlanta a few days ago. He came out to Lemonade by Gucci Mane. That was his walk-out music. It was the best, <laughs> like the most unexpected entrance. So,
1: I love Adam Priest so much. He's, he's legit. One of the best dudes, a hard worker, uh, one of the best talents, um, pound for pound, one of the absolute best wrestlers in independent wrestling. I say that wholeheartedly meaning it. Um, a lot of it is just knowing the right people. I mean, the, the, the most recent change, uh, put over Sean Campbell, shout out Sean Campbell. Uh, everybody's booking this kid, man. He is reckless in the best possible way. um, we had him in Hoodfoot. Pretty much, that was the first match we announced for this show. I really wanted, like everybody, really wanted that match. Hoodfoot gets a really good opportunity now that came up within the last two weeks. So it was one like I, I told Brett uh, this back in January, February that Hoodfoot's gonna blow. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? I'm not, a, I'm not a fortune teller. We all saw it. Like Hoodfoot's gonna blow up this year. So if we get Hoodfoot on one of these three shows this year. I'm taking that as a win. So when he had to hop off for a really good opportunity, I was like, cool, sweet. And it just so happens that AJ Gray is really good friends with my personal good friend Hardway here. So that was one where Hoodfoot tells us he can't be there at 10.30 PM on a Saturday. We have AJ Gray in that slot at like 11.15, like within an hour. That's just knowing the right people. Um, and, and shout out AJ Gray real quick. Shout out AJ Gray for the house. Uh, I mean, AJ's another one. Like he's been on that short list of people I wanted before December. I mean, full transparency. He he hit me up maybe two weeks before the sold out show, and he's like, "Yo, am I on your show?" And I go, "AJ, you're in Cali like the night before. Like I don't have flight money right now." He's like, "All right, work. I I, I I get that." So fired up to have AJ. Bummed that we lost Hoodfoot, but again, it's like now we have AJ in this one, and we have got some plans for AJ. Hopefully, he's another one. If uh, if we can get him, um, we're going to use him a lot this year. Same with Jordan Oliver. I love Jordan Oliver. Shout out the kid. Wait, yeah, just shout out the boy. Uh, one of the best going, man. Um, I love. I want him on a show, but it's just these guys are booked months ahead of time, and then it's you know when you're traveling like that, it's hard to get them. So. Uh, Shout out AJ. Shout out Jordan Oliver. Um, I mean, like I said, literally every match has kind of changed except like Merck and Ron Bass Jr. Shout out Ron Bass real quick. Uh, That's that's been from the jump. Um, um, And I want to say Akira Priest. No, I hit that back. I had. Yeah, there was something else planned. And then we kind of fell into that. So it's been a lot of moves, but it's thankful for the locker room, thankful for the talent. I know. Uh, and thankful for uh, the KOBK crew for for really you know putting their names out for me when they've uh, had to.
0: Yeah, well, you know, speaking of Ron Bass and uh, the first show y'all did, uh, he I think he really showed sure. out. I think he showed a lot in that in that first show because so many of the wrestlers had to improvise with there being no ring and yep. and someone like Ron Bass Jr. who's like out there really trying to like make a name for himself right now. To on the fly be able to adapt the way that he did. I thought he did really, really good in that environment. And he's getting really over, especially in the Southeast right now. Like he was super over at that last sub show uh, this past uh, on Easter a few yep. weeks ago. Like, and that was his first appearance in the basement East, and he was over, you know? So um, it's cool how all these companies, y'all are all really working hand in hand, like Action, SUP, SCI, KOBK, TWE. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's all. It's all, like, its own ecosystem down here in the Southeast. I mean, Uncharted Territory coming up soon. in yep. that TW Arena, I mean, like, may so night. much going on. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, like,
1: this week, right? Oh, I'm sorry, May 9th. May yeah, yeah, yeah may it's not. the Monday after KOBK. So, you've got Action May 6th. You've got KOBK May 7th. And you've got First Uncharted Territory May 9th. So, huge weekend for Southeast First, Southeast. Um I- I'm excited, man. Like, I'm really it's kind of sick to be in the middle of those two because um, that action show it's loaded on five six. I think all that is, uh, live streaming on IWTV as well, so gotta check those out. Hell yeah, yeah. Well, what the name "Blood on My Jeans" by the way is, is what the show is called. Where, where does that the uh, inspiration for that come from? It's a name of a Juice World song. Um, <laughs> I uh, I'm a big Juice World fan, um, and that was one. Like sold out kind of was easy, right? Um that that was when we finally were like, all right, we're doing this show. We had the like I wanna say I had the flyer done. Shout out Juice Box, uh yeah before, or yeah, before that kid's died. gonna get
0: that whole family is blowing. Shout out down. BSB, shout out Logan <laughs> yeah. and
1: Brigitte, who's like eight foot tall now and Duncan. Um Dude, there
0: was a funny line by the way. I mean, you were sitting right there commentary. I'm pretty sure Dylan Hale said it on the last sub show. Oh, when Billy Tipton was out in the ring, he was like, he was like Mouse, big Billy Tipton fit. Pretty lukewarm on Billy Starks, but we'll pick up Billy Tipton.
1: I was, <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard at that. Yeah, that got me good, too, because it's so true. Uh, earlier in that day, the first thing Mouse said to me, he walks up to me and goes, yo, Billy, Billy Tipton is right over here. I'm like, yeah, no, he's right there. Like, Billy is right there. Uh, huge. He is. That's a, Dylan Hells the man. Chai Dylan Hells. Uh, for him, I owe so much. Uh, but Billy's another one of those, like you're saying about Ron, that's done it right, uh, still young in professional wrestling, and I say that in a good way. I mean, they're both young human beings. Um, of course, Billy uh, Tipton is a JPWA, Jacobs Pritchard kid. I met him, I mean, right out of the gate. I, I knew him, I would say, within his first handful of matches when I, I met Billy at a local Tennessee show. Um and I'm yeah, really proud of those guys. Like, like you said, Ron showed out, man, that gauntlet uh at sold out. Can't say enough about it. Like it was more fun than it had any right to be. Ron was like loved, and, and that was the reason why uh I, I kind of reached out to a couple people and was like, okay, let's do Merc and Ron. Um, but yeah, Blood on my Blood on My Jeans is a just, just a juice world song. Sold out was so easy. It was like we're taking over TWE for a night. Um, and I had I'd already said like it's my favorite uh, Juice World song off his first uh, posthumous album Legends Ever Die. Um, what's cool too is like people I talk about Juice World to the boys, so people like wrestlers you kind of would never think would be like like hey man I don't like rap but I listen to Juice World and his lyrics are really cool and it's like that's I was like yeah sweet thank you like I I uh, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, blood on my jeans. It, it was that was me like. I, I was like, I have to name a show. This I may have jumped the gun because we've got some weird plans uh, later in the year for a show, but I think I think we're gonna have to keep December just sold out. I mean, we're gonna keep doing the like the fighting, like no ring vibes in December. Um, so we're, I think we're just gonna keep that sold out, and then September is actually the date's not locked in. Um, I'm hoping I, I know the date, uh, but it's if it's the date i want it to be it's the day after my wife's birthday uh, shout out haley and i'm gonna i'm trying to let her name it probably gonna be a jack harlow rap
2: lyric if i had to get <laughs> <laughs> i like that you're saying you know, all the names just from rap songs and rap lyrics i was gonna ask you about the no ring and you said we, when we talked last time, you said, like, I think December we we're going to just keep that as kind of like a traditional show. Oh. And I was going to ask, like, have people requested, like, hey, is there going to be a ring this time or are we going, Dude, are we going no ring again?
1: <laughs> that's a phenomenal question because so many people have messaged or assumed or whatever of like, that's that's our show. Like, our format is the no ring vibe. So I've made, like, it's been a while, but the first few uh, posts I made for this show May May 7th uh, was, you know, we're going to have a ring. Like, we're going to have a <laughs> ring. We're going to have a ring. But you you literally, the, earlier this week, uh, I was just talking about, like, I feel good about everything. Like, even, you know, as of right now, like, card's locked in. I've talked to everybody. We have, you know what I mean? Like, we've got a show locked in. A, a show I'm really, really excited about. Um, but the one thing I am nervous about is, like, I, I, we're going to, you know, show's about to start, and it's going to be like, why is there a ring here? And I'm going to have to be like, Guys.
2: See, this is when this is when there's a ring, and if people don't like it, you just tear the ring down. You're like, no, fuck this ring. We don't need (laughs) it. We'll just we'll just go without it. It's all good.
1: I did. It was the it's like it's like suffering from success. Like everyone loved it. And it was so much of like, fuck man. I really kind of want to I want to book and like work on professional wrestling shows. Like I don't want everything to be like this fight vibe. So uh, I yeah I'm really I'm really like those first few minutes if people are super into the wrestling I want to be like thank God because <laughs> that's the one fear I have is like all right hey we're gonna do our uh, intermission before the show starts get this ring out of here. People are
0: <laughs> <hot."> <laughs> oh man, well I mean it's gonna be a great in-ring wrestling show. I mean yeah. the the lineup y'all got you mentioned uh, a little bit of this already but. I mean, Merck for Ron Bass Jr., that's a banger. I mean, shout out Merck. That's another guy who I, I'm actually surprised it's taking it. It, He hasn't been around very long, don't get me wrong, but I'm almost surprised it's taking as long as it is for him to blow up more because, like, when he blows up, I mean, literally with a bazooka possibly, when that guy blows up, he's going to be all over the place. Like, I, we, we've been waiting on him for a while, uh, it feels like. So, like, him and Ron Bass Jr. is a match I'm really looking forward to. Eric Royal and Anthony Henry – that's a great matchup. I mean, Eric Royal, of course, with everything he means, especially to like action wrestling, Southeast, yeah, sure. you know, and Anthony Henry kind of being one of like the OG waves of for like sure. the Southeast, who like went on to do bigger things and is now kind of back doing his thing and, 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 and popping up in AEW. And uh, so, I mean, a guy who, I mean, Anthony Henry, it, it felt like for Legend. decades, people were like, why isn't he on TV? Like, this doesn't make any sense. But he was like the best of like this area for a long time. So that's going to be a banger. Sean Campbell and AJ Gray. I mean, AJ Gray, what can you say that hasn't been said at this point? One of the top GCW stars, one of the top indie stars, world champion across so many different promotions recently. Sean Campbell, your boy, KOBK, the newest
1: member of KOBK. Only, what, 20, 21 years old, something like that? I'm being all the way honest. I think he's 19. 19. Wow, okay. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Unlimited potential and already killing it. Akira, another one of your boys, KOBK. Um death samurai, a guy who's blowing up in the death match scene, who's blowing up and just, just technical wrestling, anything. Him and Washington, what a what a cute couple they are, right? I mean, geez, watch them beat the shit out of each other in death matches. Each other and, everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, then,
0: and then Adam Priest talked about one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, uh pound for pound, especially a guy who yeah. just uh still flying under the radar, but you can put in any situation. So, like that's right there. Are the four-ounce matches, and they're all bangers. So if you have any reservations about like ring, no ring, whatever, those matches are guaranteed to all deliver. Do you have any exclusives that we can get? Any matches that you can give us that have not been announced yet that we can break right here on the show?
1: Yeah, I because I like you guys, and as you mentioned, Stephen Jensen, we met just pounding like PBRs and the Beast. <laughs> I can I can say this is what I'm really excited to do. Uh, We couldn't I mean, we couldn't have had a show in this building, let alone uh, after the performance he had it sold out. Jaden Newman for sure going to be back. T.W.E. Arena. Uh, Jaden means so much to that building, to Chattanooga, to Tennessee as a whole. uh, The South as a whole going to be this summer with uncharted territory Uh, going up against someone he asked for. And uh, and someone I'm excited to see what he brings out of Jaden in uh, Joe Black, who uh, was, of course, in our main event back in December in a fist fight with Brad Eisen. So Jaden Newman, Joe Black will be at Blood on My Jeans, Mason.
0: That is a banger. Thank you for sharing that with our audience us, uh, today on the show. Scoops yeah, here. It yeah we love getting scoops and then by and and by the way it means a lot to be wrestling Joe Black at a KOBK show because it meant a lot for Brett to have that match and Brett is synonymous with KOBK so it's like and Jaden of course it's his
1: building you know what I mean so it's like and Jaden's means so much to he's he's you know learned so much under Brett and then of course TWE is such a home for me uh I've you know, Jaden means so much to me because he was that next step when I needed it before anyone really was, you know, using me for commentary. Uh, Jaden brought me in and let me, he to this day, uh, ring announce and do commentary there. So, yeah, Jaden means so much to us. A- and, uh, again, that's a match I know, I know, um, that he's gonna get the best Joe Black to date because Joe, since December. Really, you know, seeing him more. He's been more active. Um, I, I'm just, I'm really excited about this one for real.
2: That's a great matchup. And, you know, Jaden, Jaden's been on the show before. So I'm going to root for the guy yeah. who's been on our show. That's, that's my bias uh, here. Anybody who comes on the we, show, I'm just going to root for it.
0: We had him the week he was the Bone Storm champion. Yeah. Yes. 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 We, gotta, yes. Yeah. 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 We might have
2: actually like jinxed that that he yeah. was on here and then he lost the title. There's so.
0: got to be a bigger. There's a bigger. There's a bigger picture of play. Al Price is, <laughs> is a fantastic wrestler, but someone from the South is getting that title back for Southern Underground Pro. So it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> a, that. yeah. That.
1: There there might be a more of a redemption arc for Jaden. I think I don't know. He had yes. a really good match with Dylan McQueen at the last. Didn't season, he? Way. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Seth real quick. That there's so many great debuts on that show,
0: man. Yeah, Dylan McQueen, first first time. Uh, that was another time Dylan popped me on commentary was
1: uh, when Jaden started dancing, and he was like decent. <laughs> Yo, I I'm gonna say it again. Uh, Dylan Hells, man. Thank uh, thank that guy for everything. He's uh, definitely been like a mentor and uh, and always there to you know hear me out on my dumb ideas and some good ideas uh, and uh just my favorite person in the booth. so yeah one more time for dylan bro
0: yeah you, you guys have always had good chemistry but your chemistry is getting better like it's like it's like the commentary is even better now than it was just you know, six months ago in my opinion so you guys you guys are killing it you you're you're becoming like so not, it's all you're almost like the the king and jr of like the southern uh scene
1: right now so. <laughs> no i uh i did i had hoodfoot talk about how because i i mean when i met hoodfoot same way like when i met hoodfoot i wasn't doing commentary anywhere. Like, I was uh, still on the other side of the curtain, um, kind of just trying to find, you know, find some way in. And Hoodfoot was basically just kind of more comedy, like he was in a, like an orange, you know, just broke out of the jail kind of thing. The giant durag. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so now all these, you know, that's been a couple years, two, actually probably close to like three, four years. Uh, and he told me back up at Pawcade, um, Pawcade 3, just like how cool it is that you were just saying like that he is he thinks of my work with dylan and just me doing what i've been doing as kind of such an important part of the south right now and that's something that uh i just look at it like you got to give back um this show you know everything we made um on the last show um in december just going right back in for this one like I'm not looking to make money. Like I'm not looking to get rich off wrestling. You know, these shows are putting on, I want to put on good matches for the crowd. I want to put on good matches for everybody in the locker room that goes out there. And, you know, risk is risk life and limb. That's something um, I always kind of try to tell myself, right. We watch so much wrestling. We kind of get numb to how dangerous it is. So uh, it's something I, I just, everybody, I want to have the best energy at these shows. And, and that was something that really uh, showed when, uh, when all that stuff happened in December with the ring. I mean, everybody, it wasn't even a question. It was like, we're coming together. We're going to put on a good show. Um, and looking back on it, I mean, that's something I'm so proud of. So I just want to shout out that to everybody um, on these shows, man. Like, I have legit love for uh, anyone and everyone that's out there, whether it be, you know, locker room, crowd. I mean, we had we had the same, like, I think the first maybe 20 tickets we sold this show were the exact same people's last show. And that's that's pretty cool.
2: I, I wanted to ask you were mentioning commentary stuff. Uh, has Steven Jensen gotten you any more commentary opportunities after he helped you with Blitzkrieg Poe last time where he tagged you when they were yep. looking for commentators? I'm giving you the assist on this, Jensen. That was yep. all you. You you helped them get that gig. Have you helped them have you helped them get any more gigs? Are you asking me or
0: asking those? I yeah. mean both
2: of you. <laughs> like you know, I assume you're his commentary agent now
0: no but if you want to hear us talk about <laughs> mma we do that like once a month over on my podcast but do that we should totally do that
1: we got a big card coming up Not actually i think on may 7th right same day
0: yeah i think, I think you're right the next I pay-per-view, so? pay-per-view i think pay-per-view. Is. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: we'll either be yeah. previewing or reviewing that together so gonna happen i can't wait uh no i do want to thank uh steve it was like steven jensen and a bunch of wrestlers who kind of were like you should use him it was like Jensen like Jaden O'Shea Edwards were like right away like hey use him and it was one of those things man like no shit I was at a uh I was at a bar with Hardway Heater um and I get a DM and it's fucking <laughs> Blitzkrieg Pro hitting me up to do commentary and I'm like what like <laughs> I'm gonna get to call you know Lince Dorado and Evil Uno and got to call for O'Shea again which I never get to see him um mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, that was cool. That was the coolest shit. My, my point being this, like I had so much fun that night and the Blitzkrieg dudes, I mean, they really liked me. Uh, They told me, I think it's just one of those things when they have a good crew up there, but if they ever do need a Southern, like again, like the Southern guy got brought up to like go and I got to like me and my wife made like basically like a whole like extended weekend out of it. Like I called the show. We were in the car all night, drove all night. I didn't sleep. We got up there. She napped. I took notes. Didn't sleep. Did the show. Kind of killed it. Felt really great about it. Um, and then we spent like the next three days just chilling and like mass, man. It was cool. But yeah, wow. thank you. Yeah, thank you, Steve Jetson. I absolutely uh we'll find you 10% somewhere. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> my, that.
2: My real question was, how was your experience there? Not, <laughs> not uh, trying to, trying to get Steven Jensen a cut of the money there, but I did want to know how your experience was uh, with that.
1: It was awesome. It was, it was cool. Cause I knew, I don't know a lot of the locker room, but I knew, like I knew O'Shea, obviously I knew Cannonball. Like I met Cannonball before and me and him hit it off. He brought me, uh, he brought me like, five of his uh like his sodas you know i, I don't want to get the flavor on. i mean blood orange maybe sodas uh the jeff cannonball boys and he was he brought me six but uh austin luke drank one and i told austin luke it's like you're lucky i like you and he said why i said jeff cannonball said you drank one of my sodas and he said oh yeah shit man that was really it was really good though it was so uh cannonball i got to see cannonball and hit kick it with him and talk to the h2o crew um Got to got to see Scotty. And the coolest thing, too, was um, they, his name's Gabe. Oh, man, I'm so, like, out of it. I do not know his streams thing. I shut him out. But it was, just like, his first time doing live commentary, man. And, like, he was high energy, and he was having fun, and he was saying good stuff, and he was, like, mentally into it. So that was really cool to, like, give him notes afterwards, like, positive notes, because, like, I mean, that could have, you know, that could go it's hard like it, doing commentary is not hard doing good commentary is hard like we can say whatever we want but we're trying to you know get the most out of our voices like I'm an instrument for everything happening in the ring um and he was like that man he, he had a couple jokes but like good stuff getting over the talent uh so shout out gay man that was really the coolest thing was the talent and, and getting to work with that guy and like I told him, man, like, keep going, bro. Like, keep going. We need more of – it's okay to have fun, you know, in there sometimes. I know some people may not like how excited I get at times. Um, but, I mean, that's real. Like, I, I love doing what I get to do for real. Shout out Blitzkrieg. Um, I'm going to ask – normally Jeremy asks this, but
0: I'm going to ask – I know we got to wrap up pretty soon, but this is an important part of the show. We normally ask um, your coolest item in your room. I don't know if you, I don't know if we were doing it the last time you were on. It's wow. become a tradition. We weren't yet. So we we now ask guests, like Cole Radrick, for instance, had like some paintings and stuff. And, you know, um, uh, Ninja Mac had like uh, weaponry and those kind of things. Um, what's the coolest thing in your car? Because you're sitting
1: in your car. Anything <laughs> cool? is, 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 my, is my KOBK shirt in your car? Because I still need to get that. Uh, no, your KOBK shirt is actually, I'm in my wife's car. Uh, my car, the tread of the tires, is that like negative? so as i sit here in kansas uh we're in her car the coolest thing her car i would honestly say you know what i can't reach her right now but i I assure you in the back of this car in the hatch is a brand new mint condition mean mark Tallis elite okay uh which i was pretty pretty fired up to find that she found it by like complete accident um so that was probably the coolest thing to be honest with you in this car right now yeah you know that that's funny
0: you bring that up because i was going to ask you before we got off of here what some of the most recent action figures y'all have have uh, purchased because Moe's and his wife both collect which is like one of the coolest things you know i think i think that's a really really cool thing about a relationship is like you got two people who actually are are excited to go out and like find wrestling figures and stuff
1: dude uh she got me so good <coughs> uh we were in we were in uh, salem indiana for pocket three a couple weeks ago um, and she found Evil Uno, which was tight. Like I met Evil Uno. Um, so that was really cool. But she no sold me on, uh, sh- you know, get, get back to the BNB super late that night. Um, and she's like, Hey, I found something else, uh, else at Walmart. And I was like, Oh, probably like some rant. No, it was Mr. Brody Lee. Uh, and she was like, yeah, I didn't want to tell you. I just, you know, you got to see it. Uh, so that was, yeah, like it's, it's cool. That it's people, some people she doesn't even really know. She just knows that they're cool. Like as Jensen knows, uh, my wife doesn't particularly love wrestling, she loves like the pageantry of it at times. Her favorite match, probably right now. If you said what's your favorite wrestling match, probably gonna say the Johnny Knoxville WrestleMania match for
2: sure. She yeah, that, that's rule. Stephen Jensen's it, it a hater. And, I just liked it, an absolute hater. But I thought I it was the best match on WrestleMania. She loved so
1: she loves great flippy boy wrestling and she loves like deathmatch wrestling. And for some reason that she was fired up. So yeah, but she does. She'll like find the most random. Like uh she knew I was on the uh the DX stuff. She's just like, these guys just kind of look cool. And I was like, yes,
2: they are cool. I'm glad you bought them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, both, we appreciate you joining us, but I thought you were going to pull out, like, a USB cable and be like, this is the coolest thing. If you, if, I'm in my car, like, I have nothing cool in there, so it's like, oh, this USB cable is the coolest thing. Well, I
1: have. if, I, if I hadn't, the coolest thing that was in here 15 minutes ago was I, uh, I bought the Seinfeld Lego thing. It's like the Seinfeld set, oh, nice. like, it's Legos. Uh That's sweet. I, yeah, that was, was the coolest thing, but it is not here now. It is definitely the theme mark callous in the back
2: safely. You actually have, like, cool stuff in your car. You again, my car, well, there's just nothing it, in it.
1: We are, again, you got to think we're road tripping. <laughs> we came here sure. uh,
2: right from the BSB show, which
1: that'll be up on IWTV. You mentioned his name a second ago. I did commentary with Cole Radder on that show. It is a moment in time. I can't stress <laughs> people with Alex Cologne as special timekeeper and also running in as the voice of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, my God. <laughs> I
0: saw, I, I didn't know what that was from because I saw pictures of you and Cole doing commentary. And I was like, I, I remember looking on IWTV. I was like, am I missing this right now? What's going on? It,
1: it was filmed earlier this Sunday. Um, I, yes, that, the longer that show went, the more Cole Radrick got a pocket. And man, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's must-see television, the BSB 2022. BSB Invitational Tournament coming soon to IWTV where you can find my show May 7th live streamed at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And please, please watch it. Please, We did, we did pretty well on video on demand. So uh, I'm live stream. Check it out. You will For have sure. fun. Shout out to Cole Roderick,
0: friend of the yes. show. Yes. IWTV. Watch it. IndependentWrestling.tv. Use code FIGHTTALK. F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. All those one word, no spaces. Watch KOBK, Blood of My Jeans, and check out everything else out that's on there. Check out Southern Underground Pro's recent show. Check out BSB when it drops. Check out all the good stuff over there on IWTV. And use code by talk.
2: Moe's, appreciate you joining us again. Follow Moe's on Twitter at Moe's KOBK. You can check out the KOBK show on May 7th on IWTV. Two-time guest on the show. First ever two-time yeah. guest. We're going to get your certificate. We'll get ahead of PR to send you something. Guys, we'll be right back here.
0: All right. This feels way better. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode of the Spotlight. For Jeremy, I'm Stephen. Make sure if you like video games or you just want to hang out and talk about wrestling later tonight, actually in about 20 minutes, myself and Joel Pearl are going to be going live. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. We're going to be playing Mario Kart and the Nintendo Switch. If you have a Nintendo Switch, you can play with us. We put out an online code. We do an online tournament. We start at 7 p.m. Eastern, and we play until around 8.30 usually. Also, I'll be watching the NFL draft while we're playing for, like, the last half hour or so. So, you know, come in there. Talk about football. Talk about the draft. Talk about wrestling. WWE, AEW, Indies, whatever you all want to talk about. We're going to hang out. And once again, if you have a Nintendo Switch, you can play with us. Check it out. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Thank you, as always, to JJ for putting that link in the chat. Also, shout out, I see the super chat from Ricardo, the bot guy. Ricardo, always great to see you in here, man. With a super chat, says, nothing to say except here's some love. Thank you very much. And thank you to everybody once again for watching today's show. We know it was kind of an untraditional episode of The Spotlight. Um, It was not at the same time we normally are here. Um, It was me and Jeremy individually uh, for most of it, and then us together for a a short time. But we made it work the best that we could because, once again, we would rather get you this show, even a crazy version of it like today. We'd rather do that than not have a show at all. So we appreciate y'all. Thank you to Moe's, a.k.a. John Mosley, a.k.a. Jumpin' Johnny Mosley. Make sure to check out KOBK, Blood In My Jeans. That's going to be on independentwrestling.tv. You can use code Talk. Check it out. And that's going to be on May the 7th. Also, make sure to check out Battle Slam when it drops and check out the interviews that I did with Nasty Leroy and Baron Black whenever they drop right here on Fightful. So once again, for Jeremy Lambert, I'm Steven Jensen. You can follow me on Twitter at Talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. You can listen to the Fightful Select weekend or podcast. That is the most direct way you can support everyone over here at Fightful. FightfulSelect.com. I do the weekend or every Sunday talking about the world of independent professional wrestling. So go over there, subscribe, help support. Make sure to subscribe to everything here. Hit the thumbs up button. We'll be back next Thursday right here on Fightful for the Spotlight. See ya.